Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Monday to everybody. What a bizarre weekend in sports. Who would have thunk at halftime of yesterday's game, we'd be talking about the Cardinals with a victory and the Suns getting clowned. <laughs> I had that same exact thought last night. Exact same thought. And clowned is a good way to put it. It never ends in this city, does it? Really it really never it does. It never really ends, It never does. It? Yeah, you were there. You want to share with us what happened? <laughs> A bunch of guys yeah. from Australia sold their soul to the devil, apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, that seems to be happening a lot yeah. for the Phoenix Suns. Shooters shoot. Yeah, And they really... kept shooting. It was, it was. if you like shooting, man, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how these opposing basketball teams just suddenly shoot the lights out against the Phoenix Suns. Um, yeah. Again, it's, it's just a preseason game, but I was not quite ready for that. Uh, I think we have the solution. I think James Jones should pick up the phone and have a three-way little conference call and dial up Cam Johnson and and call up Jay Crowder and say, hey, you know what? We're going to change this around a little bit. Jay, we're going to give you your starting job back. Would you come back and play for us then? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, if Brooklyn was able to reconcile with Kevin Durant. Everything's workable. Come on. Yeah. The Suns and Jay Crowder, that can't be that hard. We're a family. Right. right? I was just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Jay, you know we love you, babe. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll touch it's, on it today. because But it's a, that's an option. Yeah. They should do that. Cam, All right. Cam Johnson not coming off the bench is kind of scary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not, uh-huh. beca- not because Cam he's Johnson starting. starting is kind of scary. Well, it's because after of... After one game. <laughs> but they have Landry Shamit. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> they have Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. And Dario's oh, back this year, I'm told. He is. In theory. They just didn't play yeah. last night. Yeah, well, okay, we'll get into that later. We've got, we've got football to deal with. Start the show, Jarrett. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, the Carolina curse finally over for the Arizona Cardinals. They had dropped six straight to the Panthers, including one loss in each of the first three years of Cliff Kingsbury's coaching tenure. But uh, they got off that schneid with a 26-16 win at Bank of America Stadium. The start again, glacial. Ugh. Cardinals trailed 10-3 at the half, mustered only 137 yards of offense in the first two quarters, but behind a stout defensive effort, they bounced back and uh, bounced back and dominated the second half, scoring 23 unanswered points. Kyler Murray threw two touchdowns, ran for another, and the defense terrorized Baker Mayfield, sacking him twice, forced three turnovers. Cardinals now two and two, regular season going back to last year, 10 and one, <laughs> last 11 road games. Uh, just the weirdness continues. 
confused though. Uh, it, it did yeah, not. It, it, the, the start was exactly the same, and uh, we saw. You know, I, I think Bick. You know, blanket statement here. Uh, the Cardinals' defense excelled, but you have to consider how bad Carolina's offense and is. I would say, with a, with with a handful of exceptions, any other team, any other opponent, the Cardinals get drilled, and we're talking about a different outcome. Um, yes, I I think they got. Ultimately, they were very very lucky to be playing Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield. I think that's the bottom line. Um, I, I also think that, as I said in the lead of my column today, it's a it's a it's a long standing credo in the NFL that you don't complain, you yes. don't apologize for road victories. That is the best thing you can say about Cliff Kingsbury. Road victories. That really is it. And there's a lot of issues with this head coach and his relationship with football fans in this valley. Not a lot of trust still, even after that victory. Oh, I saw a lot of examples of that today. Oh, yeah. Which oh, we yeah. will get into. Definitely. As the show goes on. Cardinals will be at home Sunday to take on the league's only undefeated team, the Philadelphia Eagles, who rallied to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. That's Sunday at State Farm Stadium. God, the weirdness started before the game yesterday. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt played yesterday against the Panthers, despite revealing that he went into atrial fibrillation on Wednesday, had his heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, and was back at practice on Friday. He leaked the news because it had been leaked by somebody within the organization to a newsbreaker. Jay Glazer from Fox reported it, but not before Watt got the news out there himself and in his post-game press conference. He was very disappointed uh, that somebody he quote-unquote trusts let that that information out. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting development. When Jay J. Watt tweeted that. It was like a holy bleep moment for a lot of people. Uh-huh. And especially after we watched the whole Tua thing unfold. Mm-hmm. With advance warnings about Tua, there were a lot of people who were like, is this a good idea? Should you be playing football three days after a heart event? But as you said on, on our news sister station earlier, the doctors claim that that's probably the best thing you can do yeah. is exercise. Maybe not play football. Yeah, exercise but, and football are two right, different things. Whatever. Maybe they thought was, a, you know, yeah, a nice little run a on very, a treadmill. Or. But so it just it ended up to be a, another weird story and just yeah. a, a perpetually weird football season. Elsewhere in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks won the wildest offensive game of the day. Man. They topped the Lions 48-45. Geno Smith threw 320 yards. For 320 and two touchdowns, Rashad Penny ran for 151 and two scores. Seahawks, two and two, not as bad as everybody expected. They're even with the Cardinals through four weeks. And tonight, you've got the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Rams at Levi Stadium on Monday Night Football. A San Francisco win would put all four teams back at two and two through yeah. four weeks. Yeah, could happen. Yeah. And did you also see that the Lions now have the most points scored in history through four games? Do they uh, really? Yeah. Wow. And they were shorthanded yesterday. They didn't have two of their best offensive players. The the, the thing here, though, is it, it could Pete Carroll have been right with all of this? Because Geno Smith is playing better than Russell Wilson. He is. It's undeniable right now. But now they can, look, can they sustain? Seattle did look pretty bad in weeks two and three, though. They did. They did. Uh, there's a new number one in the AP College Football Top 25, although none of the top five teams lost. Alabama blew out Arkansas and coupled with Georgia's tight win over Missouri. Crimson Tide take over the top spot. Georgia falls to second. Ohio State third. Michigan fourth. Clemson fifth. USC, who beat ASU 42-25 on Saturday, stays at number six. 
Utah moves to 11th. Oregon 12th. Undefeated UCLA, who beat Washington Friday night, enters the rankings at 19. And Washington is 24th. Five Pac-12 teams uh, now ranked in the top yeah. 25. Uh, Suns preseason got off to a weird... Wasn't that weird? It's so weird. Uh, weird was good for the Adelaide 36ers. Last year's seventh place team in the NBL in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, boy. The 36ers put on an unconscious shooting display in a 134-124 to win. How unconscious was it? 134 points, you say? Adelaide hit 24 of 43 three-pointers on the night, a blistering clip of 55.8%. Former Shadow Mountain High star Craig Randall II hit nine threes, led the way with 35 points. Robert Franks, who played at Washington State, had 32 points and six threes. The Suns starters played exactly 22 minutes and 29 seconds together. They were a plus 11. DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges each had 22. The bench pretty much got dominated. Uh, Cameron Payne did lead the Suns with 23 points, but the Suns become the first NBA team to lose a game to a non-NBA team in exhibition play since 2016. Yeah, not a good look. It was uh, it drew a lot of flash attention in the NBA community last night because that generally does not happen. Um, and the people who portend bad things for the Suns are doing a lot of clucking right now. It's a little early for that. Oh, it's very early. A little early for that. But, but not but, the way you wanted to start the preseason no, coming off this offseason no, for the Suns. No, no, no. And there's, there are a lot of worries about the bench. And you might have to move Camp Johnson back. And you might have to pick up the phone and make good with Jay Crowder. I wonder if that ship is completely sailed. I, don't know, I think man. it has if it's this Maybe. public. But we, we'll, we'll see if there's any developments there. Uh, David Villar uh, singled in Wilmer Flores and Mike Yastrzemski in the bottom of the 10th to give the San Francisco Giants a 4-3 win over the D-backs at Oracle Park. Uh, Arizona had taken a 3-2 lead in the top of the 10th on a Jake McCarthy single that scored Dalton Varsho. Giants end up taking 2-3 of three in the series. Final series of the year is upon us. D-backs in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers, I'm, who I'm trail so Philadelphia by two games with three to play for the National I'm League so Wildcard spot. I'm so thrown off by this. I've just been so conditioned to have baseball season end on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. This midweek end is just throwing me off. It is weird. Doesn't the sort of like strike and delay of season feel like that was five years ago? It does. I couldn't remember. I forgot completely that was this season. It, feel, it felt so long ago we couldn't remember initially why <laughs> the Diamondbacks had a five-game series against the Dodgers. <laughs> And that's true. why. That's very true. That's why they played a doubleheader. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tommy Henry uh, against Brandon Woodruff in the opener. 441st pitch, 4 o'clock pregame on ESPN 620 AM. And 98.7 FM HD2. There's your splash for Monday. Let's go. October 3rd, Cardinals come home with their record evened up at 2-2. Two and 10-point two. win over the Panthers. We'll get into it next on this big red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, one pretty obviously we talked about the beginning of the week. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, whatever it takes to get into two and two, that was the mantra. Whatever it takes to get into two and two this first quarter, that we've had going on, the injuries, different things of that nature, uh, to come out of the first quarter two and two and try to build some momentum going into this next four games. Um, that was the mission, and, and the defense played their tails off, kept us in the first half. Offense really struggling once again, um, but I thought second half really came together. All played at a high level and uh, found a way to get it done. Cliff Kingsbury after. Yesterday's 26-16 win over the Carolina Panthers at Bank of America 
Stadium. And yeah, two and two was the goal through these four games when you consider injury, suspension, and everything. Anything to get to two and two. It kind of felt like they had to do <laughs> anything they could yeah. to, to get there. It was not uh, it was not a buttoned up win offensively. Got to give credit to the defense first and yes, foremost. That, that was a very very studly defensive performance. Again, very couple, prepared. Very prepared. Um, you know, um, I mean, no big play. I mean, they gave up one touchdown late in the game when, when things were pretty much decided. Um, Carolina's offense is, is not good, but that's what you're supposed to do against struggling offenses is dominate them the way they did. And they got contributions from a lot of different mm-hmm. guys. But uh, two and two, yes. And like you said in, in the splash, Bick, or before the splash, you never apologize for road wins right. in the NFL. And that has been Cliff Kingsbury's calling card these yeah. last two years is the way this team plays on the road. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that first half was so uninspired and it was so awful that I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a a chunky percentage of the viewing audience uh, pieced out on the football game at halftime. It was, I, it was ugly both it ways. It was really that bad. It was really horrible. To, it's one of those football games where you honestly ask yourself, am I wasting my day sitting inside? No, I'm not, that's what well, it felt like. The only thing, though, is that like you knew, unlike Kansas City game, for example, you knew Carolina also sucked. Right. So you knew that even though the Cardinals were playing awful again, they had a chance to win it just because Carolina also sucked. I I don't. Uh, Vinny and I just had this conversation. We had the exact same reaction. Neither one of us really likes Baker Mayfield as a player. I like to clown on him, right? Call him Bakes. I really had no idea he had digressed to that. It was it he's, was alarming at how bad he was. Yesterday. He's nothing but bravado. He's got n- very little arm talent. I went through the whole offseason thinking. I don't know why Cleveland is so desperate to move off of him. Yeah, he won a playoff game right. just you know one previous season before. I, I I don't know what's going on, but yeah, he looks. So it was pretty clear by halftime that that even though the Panthers had a ten to three lead, that that the Panthers weren't doing anything. So 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 give credit to the Cardinals defense for outplaying that offensive unit and and for and for being sturdy. Zach Allen had a tr- Zach. Full stop. Allen had a tremendous game. He was fantastic. He's been really good this year. Yeah. So he was excellent. His, yesterday. his numbers were great yesterday. JJ uh, Watt with his with his inspirational performance to do what he did. I, I just think and Vance Joseph. I think that was Vance Joseph was way ahead of that game. He 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 had that game in lockdown, and that's that's good. And and to their credit, the Cardinals in the second half they looked different offensively. Kyler Murray got back to playing with uh, with that certain desperation and making that that requires he make plays with his feet, and he did. And and there were some plays he ran the ball. He had a season high attempt. I don't know what they ended up as. So is it something to build on? Yes, but that's what we said out of Vegas. And it's clear that this offense still has major issues. Major. Starting with the head coach. And and I think that yesterday during the course of the game, there was a lot of people just going, "What in the what are we doing here?" Yeah, there was a couple of real head scratcher oh, plays. The fourth and one jet sweep to Rondale Moore. And Rondale Moore's back, oh. and you know that was viewed as a boon, but it looked like the way they were using him last year. I mean, he had four touches on offense for seven yards. 
He had the one deep shot down the field that he caught, but was out of bounds. Uh-huh. Other than that, Rondell Moore w- was in a box. Yeah, and it's like finally in the second half, they started throwing the ball over the top. They started, they actually, they look like an actual offense in the second half. And you're wondering, why did it take 15 quarters to look like this? And it just, it's maddening is what it is. And yet they are a two and two football team. You could go down the ranks of the NFL and you can find some really good two and two teams and some really bad two and two teams. And I think until further notice, the Arizona Cardinals are a really bad two and two football team. I, I, I tend to agree with that, but league wide, to your point, it just seems to me I don't ever remember a time in all my years of watching football where you're like, I don't think anybody's all that good. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, the, no. I listen, mean, Buffalo's good. They're challenged I, with injuries. Uh, I get it. Philadelphia's four and zero. Oh, they're flying high right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if they New England put a scare in Green Bay, Green Bay looks yeah. You know, Tampa looks Tampa kinda, got yeah. smacked at home yeah. last night. Yes, they Kansas did. Kansas City's good, but I mean, the, the list of teams that you feel confident yeah. about saying they're good is very, very short. The Giants, the Vikings, and the Dolphins are all three and one. Yeah, I didn't even think the any of those Giants. teams are like a you know Super Bowl contender. No, there's only one team that's zero and four in the whole league. Mm-hmm. No, there's no teams that are zero and four because the Raiders won. Yeah. The well, only team without a win is the Texans. They're o three and one, correct? Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is the parody that they always said they wanted in the NFL, uh-huh. but where it makes it hard to gamble. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> in theory, is what I hear. Right. Apparently, that's what we're told. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, <laughs> uh, DJ Humphreys, offensive lineman for the Cardinals, talked about uh, what sort of statement this was for the team. Um, I don't know. I don't know because I don't because I, I I've never been one for the, the outside noise because it distracts me. So I've never been the one for paying attention to it. Even when we're last year we were seven and zero. You know what I mean? I never I didn't pay attention to it then. Everybody had us going to. I didn't pay attention to it then. I think that's just kind of got to be the mentality of who we are. For some reason out there in the world, the the, the fair weatherness comes very fast with us. You know what I mean? Whether it's very good or very bad. So blocking all that stuff out is, is imperative. You're gonna be on the squad. You just got to know what you're dealing with and, and basically go out there and tunnel vision and do your job and watch the chips. Fall, you know? He's not wrong. Uh, you know, overreaction reigns in the NFL. Uh, I think it's a little stronger in Arizona in recent years than it than it is in a lot of other places. Uh, Hell, yeah. I'm guilty of it at times. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll I'll cop to it. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury yesterday talking with Paul Calvisi on the Cards Radio Network. What changed between the first and second half? We just, uh, I think, um, defense played tremendous first half to keep us in it and, and not allow us to get in too big a hole. So we were able to stick to our game plan, which we hadn't been able to the, the first two games and our three games, and um, just continue to pound the, the football. Thought O line played really well. Kyler um, used his legs at times and made some big time throws and um, just got us back in it and found a way to win. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what you have to do. Find a way to win. Um, we talked about it last week. It kind of it, it, it met that criteria that we talked about on Friday that it felt like it was going to be a low-scoring game. Got a little higher than I thought it was going to be. Okay. But you get over 17 points, you're beating the Carolina Panthers. Did you see that stat? I have not, no. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are now 1-26 and under Matt Rule when the opponent scores at least 17 points. Wow. He, including uh, 24 in a row. He could very likely, he could very easily lose his job today. I, I know that I know that Matt Rule, when we talked to Darren Gant, that the owner really wants it to work, really wants to be right about this. But I, I if you're that market, uh, no. It, that, that coach that... What I think is going to happen first with Carolina... Before they do that, 
They're going to make a quarterback change. Uh, yeah. Sam Darnold, quarterback Sam Darnold is eligible yeah. to come off IR now. I don't okay. know if, I, yeah. what his health status is, but they got a rookie in Matt Corral. They, they can't march Baker Mayfield yeah. out there. And he's, 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 he's a desperate head coach now trying to save his job, so anything goes. Yeah. Like I said, I was, I was stunned at how bad that guy has become. And maybe he always was. But I, I thought at one point in time he had his his arm like I said, his arm talent's just dreadful. And just mechanically even. Me- oh, like, well. The way he was oh. positioning his body oh, to throw he, balls. Yeah. And, and they sailing, have sailing balls. They have offensive talent on that team too. They do. DJ Moore is good. McCaffrey, of course. Yeah. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we'll relive some of the highlights of the Cardinals' win over the Panthers through Big Red Rex. That's next here on this Big Red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Big Red Rex. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers won the coin toss. They elected to defer. That means the Cardinals and their struggling early offense got first crack, and it struggled on their first possession as well. They punted the ball to Carolina, and then things got interesting early on. Carolina third and one at their own 39-yard line. They call a sneak play with Baker Mayfield to try to get the first down. He doesn't get it. Matt Rule says, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down, and the defense kind of gave us a glimpse of what was to come the rest of the day in Charlotte. Mayfield takes the snap, handoff, McCaffrey off the left side. Zavin Collins with the tackle. Buda Baker in there as well. He didn't get it. Zavin Collins was there first for the Cardinals. And then Golden and Baker on the takedown. The Cardinals have the football. They take over on downs on the Panther 39. Yeah, uh, Marcus Golden also in on that play. Big early statement by the Cardinals defense. Yeah. Uh, the And the uh, Cardinals would take over on the 39-yard line, as you heard Dave Pash say. Uh, they're facing a fourth and one at the Carolina 10-yard line. You go for it, or do you kick the field goal? Cliff Kingsbury opts to go for it and got creative slash too cute, cute on yeah. the play call. Cute. He takes the snap. It's a jet sweep, and Rondell Moore is tackled in the backfield for a loss by Burns at the 20-yard line. He read that all the way. It ends up being a loss of six on fourth and one, and the Cardinals again fail to come up with any points in the first quarter at the 728 mark. Yeah, even though we we, we saw Rondell Moore come back, it was and we haven't seen him play this year. It was almost like Brian Burns knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, that Rondell Moore was going to get that jet sweep, and then the Cardinals failed to block him, and he made a great play. Um, and uh-huh. that that was the opportunity. Real, uh, you know, the Cardinals could have kicked the field goal and had their first lead of the game, and maybe it's impossible to know. Maybe that just kind of eases everybody's tensions about first quarter scoring. But uh, they turn it back over to the uh, Panthers and uh, not much action the rest of the first quarter. Into the second quarter, we would go scoreless. And uh, it was defense that put the first points on the board, but it was Carolina's defense that did Shotgun snap. Murray back to throw. Looking over the middle. Pumps now throws left. Picked off at the 30-yard line by Luvu. Far side of the 20. At the 15-10-5. Touchdown. A pick six. And the Panthers are on the board first with 12-13 to go in the opening quarter. Yeah, first pick six of the year for 
for uh, Kyler Murray. Good play and a good uh, disguise defensively. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they kind of, I think, confused Kyler Murray on that play, and Luvu made him pay for it. Well, and what was discour- what was very discouraging in real time for me was the play before that. Luvu just threw Kyler Murray to the ground with such disdain. Yes. I kind of got the feeling that I'm thinking a lot of the NFL is starting to kind of vibe on that when they play Kyler Murray. Like, you're not beating us. That kind of thing. Yes, and if you get a chance to inflict some physical damage yeah, to him, you're, right. you're going to take advantage yeah, of it. Right. And and realistically, it probably always looks worse than it is because yeah. Kyler is a more diminutive quarterback. But right. yeah, I kind of got right. that feeling, uh, yeah, kind of had that vibe. And then that pick six, and you're like, oh, great. Panero added the extra point, 7 nothing. Carolina Cardinals take over at their own 18-yard line. They get close to midfield, once again facing a fourth and one at their own 42-yard line. They like to go for it on fourth down. They did it again, and uh, it didn't work out. They bring a tight end in motion. The snap goes over Murray's head. It's loose back at the 25. Kyler picks it up at the 20. Now throws far side incomplete. Incomplete. The Panthers take over on downs. Terrible, disastrous play. The snap goes five yards over the head of Kyler Murray. That's two failed fourth down conversions. All right, so fourth and one again, yeah. and you're in the shotgun. You open yourself up for possibilities like that. You do. Uh, it was a horrible snap by Rodney Hudson, but I got to give credit where credit is due. Kyler Murray helped them avert disaster there. That could have been a 20-yard loss. He avoided it by throwing the incomplete pass and almost completed it. I mean, he I, almost I don't know why, made a magical yeah, play. Listen, I don't know why Hollywood Brown just didn't make a play on the ball. It was right. It looked There was catchable. two receivers in the same area, Kinda, and yeah. I think maybe they got yeah, confused. Right. Uh, but the Panthers would take over at the Cardinals' 42-yard line, poised to maybe pad that lead. Uh, but the uh, Cardinals' defense comes up big again. Shotgun snap, four-man rush, straight drop. Back. Mayfield looks deep, throws left side, more behind him, tip, and picked off by Jalen Thompson at the 19-yard line and tackled there. The throw was behind Moore. He hit it with his hand into the arms of Jalen Thompson and a takeaway with a minute five remaining in the first half. That's my bad. I actually I, I skipped a couple possessions there. Uh, the Cardinals actually forced a turnover that Ben Neiman recovered a fumble, and then they got on the board with the Matt Prater field goal. That was the ensuing drive after the field goal. So the Cardinals take over. Uh, Late in the first half on the first interception of the year by Jalen Thompson. First interception for any Cardinal. Uh, but they couldn't do anything with it. They had to punt it back. So the Panthers actually get the ball at their own 35-yard line with 21 seconds left. And they cash in. They get a 54-yard field goal. Uh, how many field goals right at the end of the first half to get kicked against the Cardinals? Doesn't it, it seem like it, an every it week does. thing? It, it, it does. And it always feels that way because, it just, because of the ineptness of the plays that preceded it. For the Cardinals to get the ball back at that point in time and, and be in two-minute mode, ostensibly, and then to try to dink and dunk your way up the, to three and out it? Yeah. That at that at That's why at that very moment, people were losing their minds. People were reaching for their remotes. Yeah. Going outside to right. walk the dog right. something. Right. Uh, 10-3 at the half. Panthers do nothing on their first possession. In fact, they went backwards. They punt to the Cardinals who take over at their own 11-yard line. We first uh, we saw a first really sustained drive. Uh, they get into the red zone, and on third and goal from the two-yard line, Kyler Murray found his tight end. Snap to Murray. Drops back to pass. Has time. Fires left side. Caught for a touchdown, Zach Ertz. And the Cardinals with a chance to tie the game with 7.42 left in the third. 
The Cardinals with an excellent drive that started deep in their own end. Yeah, I got a kick out of Kyler Murray's quote after they hadn't scored a, a, a point in a, yeah, in a long right? time or a touchdown in a long time. He said it felt new to reach the end zone there. Prater did tie it at 10 with the extra point midway through the uh, third quarter. Panthers would punt on their next possession. Once again, Cardinals took over on their own 22-yard line. Very deliberate drive once again took them into the fourth quarter. Uh, and that drive continued. A 15-play, 57-yard drive that was marred by penalties and mishaps, but they kept the ball for 9:26. Prater kicked a 39-yard field goal, and the Cardinals had their first lead of the season at that. Isn't that point. crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had gone 15 quarters without a lead in regulation. Yeah. Um, so they're up by three. Panthers take over at their own 25-yard line. Defense comes up a big again on the first play of the Panthers' possession. Snap to Mayfield. Quick throw right side to. Deflected, picked off. It was tipped on the far side and re- intercepted by Gardeck at the 20, inside the 10, and out of bounds, inside the 5, at the 1 yard line. Looked like J.J. Watt tipped it into the air. Gardeck picked it off and took it back to the 1. Yep, Watt and Gardeck teaming up on that turnover. Two plays later, Kyler Murray made him pay. Takes the snap, turns, and he runs to the right side with Connor blocking. Murray is going to head to the end zone for 6. Touchdown, Kyler Murray. Much more involved in the run game today. It pays off there. The Cardinals have a 9-point lead with the extra point pending after the pick by Gardeck. That was one of those Kyler Murray plays where He's about five yards out, and he's already holding the ball out like nobody's going to catch right here. Yes, right. (laughs) He he does uh, do that quite a bit. 20-10 to at that point after the extra point. Panthers' next possession. They're facing a fourth and one on their own 31-yard line. Baker Mayfield throws an incomplete pass to DJ Moore and gets rained. The the, the Panthers fans that were left at that point just booing vociferously. They had it. Uh, A couple plays later, uh, highlight play of the game, Kyler Murray finding his old college teammate, Hollywood Brown, for a picture-perfect touchdown pass. Snap to Murray. Going to throw. And it's a fade right side for Brown in the end zone. Brown hauls it in. And it's a touchdown. What a catch by Hollywood. Does a snow angel on the ground in celebration after just a phenomenal catch for probably the dagger in this ballgame. Yeah, the throw was great. The catch was better by Hollywood Brown. The Cardinals, because Matt Prater's hip was acting up, go for two. They fail. It's 26-10, so it's still a two-possession game. Panthers march right down the field and score their first offensive touchdown of the game. Back to pass goes Mayfield again. Looks over the middle, lobbing it. The captain, look, catch for a touchdown. In traffic, over the middle, Christian McCaffrey with Zayvon Collins draped all over and somehow made the grab 26 to 16 with 447 to go two-point conversion attempt was no good so a 10-point game pretty much academic at that point although there was still 447 left to go when the cardinals took over they were able to get a uh, couple of first downs and then uh, the best formation in all of football the victory formation Tyler murray takes a knee and the arizona cardinals continue to be the best road team in pro football they're two and oh now away from home they're two and two overall they win the game 26-16. to 16. Yep, Dave Pash on all the highlights here on the Cardinals Radio Network. 26-16 was the final. Now uh, we'll get into some of the uh, big plays and performances of uh, that game, including a very, very solid performance by Vance Joseph's defense. That's coming up next. It's Big Red Monday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Here we go! 
Defensively, you know, I think, you know, we played well for four quarters, which is, you know, something that we wanted to show. I think, you know, kind of towards the end, uh, you know, that two minute, we want to kind of clean up. But, you know, I think, uh, yeah, like you said, like it's just, you know, shot for shot. And luckily, you know, we kind of, you know, we withheld it and, and played well. Zach Allen talking with Paul Calvisi on the Cardinals radio network. He was certainly one of the stars defensively. For the unit that uh, impressed the most, the, the yeah. defensive unit, the, the game plan, the execution of that plan, they made things very difficult on Christian McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield and really that whole uh, Carolina uh, offense. And the, you know, you heard Zach Allen say it there, Bick. We wanted to come out and play well for four quarters, and they did that. Mm-hmm. And again, Carolina's offense is not very good, but take advantage of that. That's exactly what the Cardinals yeah. did, and this has got, you would assume this gives them confidence moving forward, because things get a lot tougher this week. Yeah, no, this is a, yeah, that was a very sturdy performance from the defense, and you know, yeah, I have been, I've been very skeptical as to the level of talent up and down the roster defensively. I've, I've made that quite clear. I, I think schematically and structurally, they were excellent yesterday. I think the DNs knew exactly uh, when to kind of rise up to block Baker Mayfield throws. I think they had a real good idea of what the Panthers like to do offensively. There have been times in this weird little uh, reign of dominance that the Panthers have had over the Cardinals that they have not been able to corral Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Yesterday he made a few big plays, but he didn't really change the game. No. Had the touchdown late, but that was kind of Mm -hmm. window dressing Uh at that point. Uh huh. Made a couple of big plays late. Made a couple of couple of nice runs, but they never really led to anything. So yeah, that's uh, that to me was uh, was encouraging. Yeah, what, eight the, carries for twenty seven yeah. yards. You'll you'll take that. Oh, absolutely. Forty yards rushing. Yeah, for for Listen, Carolina. You on the take day. that all day long, and and the fact that they actually forced some turnovers. You know. I mean, they were they were they were really good about that as well. Tanner Vallejo knocked the ball loose on a special teams play. Jalen Thompson coming up with that key interception, uh, the block pass that Gardeck ended up intercepting. Well, they had eight passes defensed according to the official stat sheet. I believe two of those were in coverage. Thompson's pick. And Nick Vigil, before he left with an injury, yeah. had, a, had a play in coverage. He did. The rest of them were, were tipped, deflected, or batted down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They, they had a, I think they had a really good idea of where Baker Mayfield was going with the football at all times. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that was showed. So that's, that's a victory for the Cardinals defense. I, again, that was, that was one of those games that Vance Joseph really seemed to max out his talent. And that's the disparity of this football team. If, if Cliff Kingsbury could ever max out what's going on on offense, we might have something here. Yeah, uh, Cliff Kingsbury did talk about his uh, defense making a lot of plays. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, short fields that could give us confidence. You know, it was unfortunate early we got the, the stop and then they weren't able to score points. I, I tried to get two fans on that fourth down. But just the fact that they were getting those stops and, and I think it really kept us in it, kept our heads in the game and allowed us to, to really settle in and, and play well the second half. Uh, Dennis Gardeck, who had a big defensive play after the tip from J.J. Watt, came up with the interception, nearly took it to the house, and then 
uncorked the uh, the celebration, the, the wiggle leg celebration. <laughs> he had fun talking about that afterwards. Every time I touch the ball, it's always hands up and, and legs. I learned that from Brandon Williams. Uh, he was a special teamer when I was here, my rookie year. If you get your hands on the ball, it, it's this celebration. Sacks are a little bit of a different story. <laughs> uh, so it was good to see. Uh, yeah, the pass rush came to, to play. We had a couple of guys get sacks that were not named J.J. Watt. And I think, you know, they'll probably, he would probably downplay it. And we'll get into JJ Watt's, uh, you know, strange path to get to that game coming up in, in the seven o'clock hour. But I think that defense had to be inspired by, you know, their veteran leader going out there yeah. after the ordeal he went through right. and the disappointment of having to discuss it publicly. Um, that probably had a lot to do with an inspirational performance oh, yeah. by that defense. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm real curious if J.J. Watt knows where that leak came from, right? <laughs> if he Look, does, it, it, I wouldn't want J.J. Watt ticked no. off at me. If he finds out where it came from, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be that person. No, it, right? Exactly. Let's see if there's any job openings on the Cardinals <laughs> website in the next 24 hours. Yeah, right. Exactly. New head trainer or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. No, I don't think it'd be a trainer. Um, it would be look. It would be somebody who had Jay Glazer. It yeah, would, Jay Glazer. Yeah, had be it. somebody who is you know maneuvering and feeding uh, a relationship with Jay Glazer. He's got a ton of contacts. He's he's great at relationship building. That's yeah. what that whole job is. Yeah, but, yeah, true. That is true. And, I know. And JJ yeah. Watt even said it afterwards. Look, I don't care about injuries. Report injuries. That's part of football. Yeah, but this, this personal is stuff. Yeah. yeah. So and and arrhythmias can be terrifying for anyone who's had them, and then to to have to get your heart shocked back into rhythm. A lot of people thought, okay, this is is something going to happen. Did did JJ Watt die and then come back and proclaim he was playing football? That's that was the joke that was going on on, on Twitter in real time. Yeah, but imagine how stressful that would be to make oh, that decision. Yeah, though. and and to hear him uh-huh. struggle with that decision, he thought about not playing even though he was cleared. Strange, mm-hmm. strange. Mm-hmm. I can't remember another time hearing about that in, in professional sports. Can you? No, no, I can't. And Especially to come back and play that quickly afterwards, right. even though it was cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another point on the defense. Um, I think that was easily the best performance by the linebacking crew that we've seen this. And it hasn't been a strength. But Zayvon Collins now has played 100% of the defensive snaps in two straight games. Nick Vigil left early, and I think that increased Isaiah Simmons' playing time because he played in 83% of the defensive snaps. Mm-hmm. I thought that unit held up pretty well. Ben Neiman came up with, with a, you know, a turnover. Um and maybe this gives Isaiah Simmons the confidence again or the coaching staff the confidence to keep him on the field because he didn't stand out necessarily as a playmaker, but he didn't yeah. stand out as a weakness either. Well, that's true. But I do think that it's amazing to me because going into the season, I really honestly, like many, believed this was going to be Isaiah Simmons' Pro Bowl kind of year. And I was kind of iffy on Zayvon Collins. And these last couple games, Zayvon Collins at least has given him the participation and he's made a few plays. Well, he's playing an actual position. <laughs> so, of course, he's like comfortable quicker at it. Yeah. But you're right. And all, all uh-huh. the polls that we did in the offseason uh-huh. of like who's going to have the breakout year, who's going to be the guy that steps up. Isaiah Simmons won like every one of those polls for social studies. And, Look, and things can change. I mean, I don't think anybody would feel comfortable saying that that breakout has happened to this point, but there's mm-hmm. 13 games left. There's a ton of football left to be played. Yeah. Also, wanted to, to point out the, the corner group. Which everybody's worried about all week, you know, every week going into a game. They're holding up pretty well. And they got Trayvon Mullen back yesterday, played 18 defensive snaps. 
So they're getting healthy. Antonio Hamilton's eligible to come off IR this week. So they're getting healthier at that position. But mm-hmm. Byron Murphy has led that group, and, and they've not been nearly as bad as people thought they were going to be that going is, in. Yeah, that is true. And I think that, again, I think that's a tribute to the defensive coordinator. It's also a tribute to the spirit of the defense and 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 because they've kind of hung in there. They haven't because a lot of football teams. If if you see things get one sided, and you, if if you're if you're a defensive player on a football team that is really struggling offensively, the defense can go okay. Max effort. No, I don't know about that because what are they giving us? Mm-hmm. And it's it's good to see a defense stay in. And again, it's really early. It'd be bad if they weren't. But it's still good to see them stay really engaged and fight and yeah. stay the course. Yeah, it's Big Red Monday, talking about a Cardinals win over the Carolina Panthers, as we do on Mondays at 7 o'clock. Want to hear your thoughts on the game, the good, the bad, and everything in between? Phone number to call in, 602-260-9870. We'll take your phone calls next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.